Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I didn't really know how to tell people what was happening. You've got to start living life. It's not going to last forever. If you've got something nice yeah. to say, say it. It's such a negative world. Why don't we start changing the way we talk? No. I've never been scared of dying. Stop judgment for curiosity. If you love yourself and the important people in your life love you, then that's all you really need. What is confidence, Egan? I don't know. I think it's that feeling you get when you can walk around a little bit taller. You've almost got that self-belief and you hear it colloquially, like people like, oh, he's a very confident person. But I don't think confidence isn't even really defined by that. Like confidence is basically the belief you have in skills for a certain specific situation. But we always talk about confidence in a very general sense. Like I might be confident in my podcasting skills if I'm talking to one of my listeners who doesn't do a podcast or isn't really aware of all the things that I do. But if I have to talk about the specifics of podcasting with Joe Rogan, I know I might lose a bit of my confidence because I'm comparing myself to him. So confidence can be very specific depending on who you're surrounding yourself with and who you're comparing yourself to. Although there are certain things you can and can't do, confidence is that feeling to, I guess, your sort of belief in your ability to be able to do something And my favorite thing about confidence and my favorite thing about getting more confident, especially throughout the last 18 months on this self-growth journey, is it's given me a greater sense of control to what's happening in my life. I refer to this as agency, but it's, it's the greatest gift you could ever give to somebody, and that's to give them the power of hope that they could do and be what they want. So if you are listening to this and you hooked in by the title, then you've come to the right place because I'm going to give you two proven ways to be more confident and I can totally attest to them because I've used them over the last 18 months. So I'll go a little bit into some of the things that I've done and how it's given me more confidence. And the number one thing you can do to get more confidence is to take action and do more. 
And that might seem pretty obvious, but for me, confidence with the podcast, for example, the only way I'm going to get more and more confident is if I keep developing my craft, keep practicing, keep putting in the work, keep putting myself out there. Now, I've got to keep learning, right? It's, it, it's hard because I know I can be so much better. So I might not be as confident because I'm comparing myself to what I could be or other successful podcasters, but that's sort of disrespecting all the work I've made and how much I can actually do and how, how good I actually am at some of the things that I can do right now. So I still want to be confident in myself because I, I sort of think about it like, what is the point of me doing all this stuff if I can't even enjoy doing what I do? And you've got to apply that to your own life. I apply that to anything I'm doing, whether it's my eating, my relationships, like I want to believe that I'm good at what I do, but you've also got to be willing to learn more because I think too much confidence is where it can almost, that's what it becomes the difference between confidence and then arrogance. Like you, your ego gets in the way, it stops you from learning more and it sort of limits you. Now you need confidence to reach your limits, but then too much confidence can stop you from getting to your to, to learning more. So pushing those limits. So I think a healthy amount of confidence is so necessary. And I guess with taking action, you've just got to you've just got to put yourself out there. Go outside of your comfort zone. You always grow outside of your comfort zone. There's a big thing on affirmations and people say get more confident. Just just think it, you know, just I am amazing. I am a great lover. I am a great family man. I am a great podcaster. You are amazing. I am amazing. Looking in the mirror, I am amazing. And to some extent, affirmations, I believe, have some value. Some value. And it's this is not one of the two proven ways. This is just a little side tip. Because we have 60,000 thoughts on day on average. 45,000 of them are negative. Three quarters of our thoughts are negative. Our subconscious is prime for negativity. That's, as the human species, we are just negative beings and I think it's hard to deny that right and so you have to flood yourself with positivity because it is a negative world and it is a negative environment and people say oh affirmations or delusional you're you're kidding yourself but if you keep getting smashed in this negativity within your head I don't know how you're ever meant to overcome it you can but that's the big thing about taking action is you're giving yourself the evidence now some of the mentors I do have in this field have a quote along the lines of you don't get confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror but by having an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are giving yourself the evidence is the most powerful thing to getting more confident if you have proof that you can do what you want to do then of course you're going to be more confident in that if you're a runner doing big runs that's going to give you so much confidence but there's a lot of things in life that don't have those sort of trackable metrics. And that's that's massive for inner growth, self-worth. There are not many things that you can do to put that to paper. Like I've done so much self-growth in the last 18 months and so much of it, there isn't really physical evidence. I'm a lot more confident for the self-growth that I've had, but I can't pin it down to something like, oh, I went for this run or I did this. There's just a culmination of mindset and, and practices that I've gone into that have made me this person. So people say confidence without competence is delusion. But I'm sort of thinking it's just optimism because 
there is so much negativity in this world and we are we are constantly being told we're not good enough and even from ourselves we think people are thinking that we're not good enough they they probably probably think we're amazing in some aspects and we're constantly putting ourselves down and i think there's nothing wrong with being optimistic because i would would you want to fail because you thought things were going to turn out for the worst, you may as well be confident in what you do know and what you can do. Confidence is so contagious. And this is what I mean by getting outside of your comfort zone. We start breaking these ceilings and it starts to become like domino effect. Like once you take step one, step two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, they just happen because you have the belief that you can take those steps. And I guess that's what confidence is, isn't it? The belief in yourself. So when you do action, right, you're giving yourself proof that you can do it. And then that starts to create that story about yourself that you can do things and you are good enough. And those insecurities, those fears, those doubts, they start to get put to the side. If you want to get healthier, right, what is the best way to get healthier? And this is obvious, but it's eating better, right? Because it gives you the proof that you are being the person you want to be. And you can come up with all these excuses, but there's no better way to become the person you want to be than by living by the person you want to be because that's what you're trying to achieve ultimately, isn't it? So how to be more confident, what is th- what is probably the best way? It's to take action, right? But an interesting note, it's not, it's all really individual. So some interesting points here about action and sort of the self story around ourselves. So women underestimate what they can do and men overestimate what they can do. That is proven in the psychology research. But I want to know why so many men are insecure. So many men. And so many men are not confident. You know, they might put on a a brave face when they're having alcohol, and I'm sure you've seen this, but deep down they're riddled with these insecurities and these fears, and a lot of it, I think, stems with the fact that they struggle with their masculinity, right? There's... There is research that has come out, over 4,000 people involved, that showed that there is a link between male perception on masculinity and their mental health. So if they had a negative perception of masculinity, they had more negative health outcomes. Basically, how you looked at masculinity was a big determiner of your headspace. And I think because there's so much negativity in the media, social media, a lot of men don't know what it is what it means to be a man and being a man is is what they are essentially so if you sort of lose your identity of course you're not going to be confident because it's like what the fuck can I do you feel like you're walking on eggshells so if you're a man listening it's so important that you take steps to find that masculine energies and and do a bit of your own research outside of this podcast I do have someone coming on the podcast to go down this topic in the coming weeks because I think it is so important and for women, it's also vitally important that they understand their feminine energies and they, they try and, I guess, explore themselves a bit more. And what, are the, what, are, what does it mean to me to be a woman? Like, and, and trying to find yourself, basically. And that really can stem from action and, and self-exploration. Something I hear a lot and I see a lot is confidence and introversion. It's not that I'm not confident, I'm just introverted. Now, there's a lot of overlap in behaviours between introverted people and people with low confidence. They don't like the spotlight. They're relatively more quiet. 
and they sort of thrive on that independence. But introversion does not cause low confidence. Let me repeat that. Introversion does not cause low confidence. Introversion has a massive genetic link. So it's one of the five traits and extroversion, introverted, it's sort of like a, a continuum, right? And you're born and you're more likely to be one or the other. That doesn't mean you're set to that, but you're more likely to be like that. If you're more naturally introverted, and that I'm definitely more naturally introverted, that doesn't mean I lack confidence. But for a long time, I did lack confidence because it creates a feedback loop. Let me explain. If you're naturally introverted and you're also not very sure of yourself because like most people, you're struggling to find yourself in this world. What are you most likely to do if you're an introverted person who isn't really sure of themselves? You're going to withdraw, right? So for me, I withdrew myself from so many things, right, that I could gain confidence from. Because like we said, take action. Once you put yourself out into the world and you know you can do it, you gain confidence from that. But I don't put myself in those situations. So I withdrew myself and I became less confident because I didn't put myself in those situations. And I saw people in those situations and you compare yourself. So it creates this feedback loop. If you're introverted, you're more likely to withdraw yourself. Then you become less confident and then you're more likely to go into your introversion shell. And the opposite can happen for extroverted people. And that's where the common mistake is saying, oh, extroverted people, they're always confident. But that's not always the case. Because there's a lot of people who are extroverted, but also really suffer from insecurity. So you can't pinpoint it on that. But for me, what I did is when I started to get more confident with myself, I started to put myself in these situations and the opposite effect started to happen, right? I started to get more confidence and then I, because I was taking this action, it created this sort of self-belief that, you know, I could do these things and I could put myself out there and I could be me and it removed these glass ceilings. So it happens even with, with the podcast, right? I started out and I was, let's say on a scale, if your confidence was on a scale from zero to 10, Let's say my confidence was three and I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing interviews. That's not an ideal outcome. That's not ideal for me because I want to be more confident. I was even aware that I I could be way more confident. But the only way you're going to get from a three to a six, I'm probably heading towards that number now. Like the only way you're going to get more and more confident is by doing the action, doing the work, putting in, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, being courageous. It's you're not just going to wake up and suddenly you're capable of doing all these things or you're going to feel magically better about yourself. There are so many things that you can change the way you think about your life and that's what we're going to do in part two. But for a lot of us, we, we can't change the past. Part two will be, about, will be about reframing the past, but part one is about changing the present and the future because yes, what has happened and what's part of our life and our skill set does have an influence on what we think we're capable of for sure. So now let's start taking action to build the proof that we can do what we want to do and we can be who we want to be. Why do you want to be more confident? That's what I ask myself sometimes. I want to be more confident because it makes me happier. It makes me more sure of myself. I show up in a better way. I'm more positive. I enjoy life more and there's nothing wrong with that. But what does it stem from? Taking action in anything. If it's going to the gym, if it's eating healthier foods, yes, this isn't I'm not giving you the tips on how to do those things. I'm telling you how to be more confident. That is a proven way. It is t- by taking the action because you're giving yourself that proof. We will definitely ex- we'll definitely explore how to do those things in future episodes, of course. 
Now, part two. Like I said, the main thing of part one was the present and the future. And I probably could have flipped this around, but I thought I'd, I think I'd start with a bit more of an easy one. Part two, you can't change the past, right? But we all have a story and we all have beliefs about this story. We have these thoughts and these feelings and we attach so much of identity to what's already happened. Although it has no bearing, no physical bearing or mental bearing on what we do, it is the biggest influencer of who we think we are and who we think we should become. We need to start reframing our lives, reframing the mindset that we have. We, you're creating stories in your head that make you unconfident. So now something big in the confidence world, I guess, I don't think it's big, but something is the whole fake it till you make it. Why wait, right? Start today. Just fake it. Just fake it. And eventually you'll be become confident. I'm a bit on and off that one. The reason I am on it is because I believe once again, there's so much negativity. You've, you've got to you've got to put up with those doubts and doubt is a natural feeling, right? Doubt is so normal. You have to normalize that feeling within, right? Even me, I get a lot of doubts with so many of the things I'm doing, but I'm still doing it, getting more and more confident. It's all a part of your journey, right? And those doubts are, are getting tinier and tinier. Those, those voices are staying for less. They're staying for less. So sometimes you do need to fake it. You just need to fucking do it, right? That's still part of the action thing. You just got to do it. So with this confidence thing, you've got to create this, these thoughts and these stories within your own head that you can do this stuff. Sometimes you almost have to play tricks on yourself because, and the reason, the reason I think it's so important is because your way of thinking becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. So if you start thinking everything in the most positive way, I became really a lot more positive in the last two years. Um, I started changing my mindset and it starts to become a habit. It starts to become the way you start thinking about things because that's how the brain is, right? It has got, it's been conditioned to think a certain way. And we have, we all have a story. We all have thoughts about these stories and it's been ingrained in, hammered in, hammered in. Think about, think about your diet, right? Imagine you're six years old and one of your parents bullied you for overeating and called you a name, called you fat, right? Every single time you eat, right, you just think of your brain state. You're so fragile at that age. Every single time you eat something that is unhealthy and you know it's unhealthy, there is there might be a tiny little voice in your head is just saying, oh, you're going to get a bit big. You're going to get a bit big now if you keep eating that. Every single time because that's the story that you've created, that you're not good enough. You're not going to be loved by your, your parents because you're eating bad foods. And that manifests itself in so many ways. But that's just one example of how a little fragile brain can be so influenced by something that we're not even aware of. And the amount of times I've heard where people have come to realize these stories sort of in a trance-like state when they've been hypnotized and they've thought of these things, they don't even, you don't even realize how powerful it is. 90% of your brain is developed before age five. Let me repeat that. 90% of your brain is developed for age five, right? 90, 95% of our decisions and our actions every day are made by the subconscious. And, and 90% of our brain is still for age five, right? So what does that mean? Basically, it means the way we see the world, we call this a schema in psychology, sort of like a framework because you see the world through your own eyes, right? Your own biases, your own fears, your own insecurities. We call that 
a filter, right? Everything you see is processed in your brain and all of these traumas you've had as a kid can be put through that filter. You interpret it in that way. And I'm able to bring awareness to my life about certain things. Like in relationships, if things are said in certain ways, I might start taking that through my insecurities, through the fact that I've had my parents have been through divorce. So in my head, I start to maybe get a bit of fear around breakups and and I just have to be aware of that because I need to, I need to start to change the way I think about things because I don't want to live my life through a filter of fear and a filter of things that aren't even real because you're going to you're gonna strip yourself of the beauties of life because you're too busy running away from the past and trying to heal your inner child. And there's nothing wrong with he- healing your inner child, but... That's why it's so important to go back to your self-story and the things that have happened to you and sort of reframe them and rethink about them and have more positive thoughts about them because they create these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves. I think a lot of people wait for external outcomes for confidence. Like it, like for me, why am I going to wait till I have 200 podcasts and I have this many followers to be confident in what I do? I would be honest, a couple months earlier... I definitely wasn't as confident. But I'm wondering, is that a result of the external or the self-growth and sort of the skill and craft? Like, I genuinely can't give you the answer. I'm pretty sure it's a, a little bit of a combination of both because the external does play a role in the internal. And it's, all, it's naive and wishful thinking to think that other people's opinions don't matter. That doesn't mean they have to be primary, right? That doesn't mean that I'm basing myself of what other people think. But when I hear positive comments and the positive impact I'm having on people, right, that makes you feel good. It gives you reward for your purpose in life and my purpose to help other people. But if you don't get that external, right, is that going to drain you of confidence? If people aren't continually telling you what you can do, is that going to strip away your confidence? You need to start reframing it. You don't, you don't need that, right? Because how many people in sport, in health, in gym sort of give up or they lose their motivation when the external noise sort of drips away, stops stops being fed into them and they have to start believing in themselves. They're like, holy shit, I actually, yeah, I don't really have much belief in myself. Like, I just thought, yeah, like, what? People get really, like, doubtful of themselves and that's fine. Doubt, like I said, doubt is so normal. But we, we almost need to start having a different metric to live by. Right, because if we start living by those external outcomes, we start relying on that. Right, when it's going to be really hard to be confident all the time, and it's going to be really hard to have stable love for ourselves. Because I think confidence, to me, I get really confident on my journey as a human being because of the way I measure my life, the way I measure myself and my worth as a human. Right, I, I pride myself on being a good human being. That's the metric I live by. But what are some people defining themselves by? Are you defining yourselves by your job, your relationship, all of these external things? Because how are you meant to be confident if you're tracking yourself from something that you can't even control? Other people, right? And then you're going to start comparing yourself with what you have and what they have. I just pride myself on being good every day and doing all these kind things and doing the things I love, investing time into my mental and physical health, creating good relationships with the people around me, learning more about the world. Like, I love that. And that's part of my purpose. And I track myself every day on that. And then I feel good about it. And then I get confident because I'm happy with my journey. That's how I get confident in my worth. And that's how I show up in a positive way. 
Because a lot of confidence is attention, right? It's where you put your mind to. Because if I play a game of footy, right, I can, all, I can focus on the things that I can do well. I'm a good kick. I can play on a, most size forwards and I can do that really well. Or am I going to look at what I can't do? Or a small forward might be too crafty for me. Or like I might not be able to do this or do that. Like think about the gym. If I go into the gym and I start thinking, oh, I've got really good biceps, but oh, I wish my calves were a bit bigger. Like, what am I going to go into the gym as confident? Because if I start focusing on what I do have, right, like my biceps or my chest, whatever, then I'm going to walk into the gym a lot more confident because for, cause, because I believe that, you know, I des- almost deserve to be here or I'm... I'm like, I'm confident because I know that I'm good at what I'm doing. I know that I have a... But if I walk into the gym and I'm focusing on my lack, my insufficiencies, my calves that I, I don't think are big enough, my legs that are not big enough, I just start focusing my attention on that. That's obviously going to make me not feel confident because I'm looking at... I start looking at all the people who do have that, right? comes back to that filter. It's the filter that you live your life through. And the attention filter is massive. Because attention is pretty much everything. What you focus your energy on expands. So that's why there's so much emphasis on gratitude, right? Because if you put your energy towards positive things and what you do have, that sort of love that you you put your mind to, that sort of expands, right? So we need to stop being so critical of ourselves. That's, that's a massive component to being more confident, being less critical of ourselves. Because for me, a lot of the times I haven't had confidence is because of this inner critic that I have, this inner voice, this like, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. But I have to reframe it. I'm a good person. So what if I can't do this in a game of sport? Or so what if I I don't drink alcohol anymore? That doesn't mean I'm not worthy as a person because I don't do the things that you think I should be doing. I put my attention to what I am doing and the contributions I am making and the person I feel like I am. A lot of my self-growth has not actually come from doing something new, but changing the way I look at what I already currently have and the person I currently am. Because like I said, I think confidence is second, a secondary thing. It's a feeling, right, that you look at it. That's why it's so important to reframe so many things in your life. So I'll give a quick summary of these. I'm trying to keep this under 30 minutes. So number one is taking more action. Of course, that's going to make you more confident because you're creating the proof that you are who you say you are. You can start to see it, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be optimistic and positive about what you can do, even though you can't. If you start to take steps towards that, it gives you confidence in your journey because you're heading in that positive direction, right? If you wake up and the day before you knew you took positive steps, of course, you're going to feel better. But especially on the day, that same day, like every time I go for a run, right, that same day, if I'm trying to improve my running and I go f- do a running session in the morning, for that whole day, I'm feeling confident because I know I'm taking steps to, being, to doing the things I want to do and sort of gap, bridge that gap in skills that I don't think I have. Same thing with the gym, same thing with your eating, same thing with your job, same thing with your studies. That's why it's really important when I say take action. Take action, do more, do it earlier. That's a big one. And there is a difference between introversion and confidence, but it's that feedback loop, right? That's why it's so important to do things in spite of those feelings. I don't think I mentioned it much earlier, but of course you're going to have feelings, right? You're not confident, right? That's, of course, it's going to be hard. That is the whole point of having low confidence. You have less belief in what you can do. 
But that's why if you have awareness around these things, right, that's when you have to identify, fuck, I'm not feeling really confident, and then go, bang, this is exactly when I need to take the action and do it. Because my biggest growing points have been from when I do things and I take action when I feel my worst. Because anyone who is kicking ass and being successful can, can continue to do that, right? But it's when you're down in the fucking dumps and you're feeling shit about yourself, you're feeling shit about what you're doing, it's continuing to take action then. That is when you grow. Number two, to summarize this, reframe everything, rethink everything. Don't overthink because I think a lot of people's lack of confidence comes from overthinking, right? Because they're not present. They're constantly thinking about what they don't have. But I think with reframe, it's not about thinking more. I shouldn't have said that. It's about thinking smarter and thinking in the right direction, changing where you put your energy towards, changing where you put your attention. We all have a story. We all have beliefs about this story that we're not good enough because of this. We're not we're not capable enough because this person said that or we don't have the external outcomes to do this. We don't have enough money to do that. We're not worthy of this. All of these things. We need to start reframing how we think about those things. We need to be a lot kinder to ourselves but also take more action. That's why I think they're both are good. We need to be our own cheerleader. We need to give ourselves that support. We need to stop being so critical but we also need to take action while we're doing it. Because if we're doing nothing about it and we're just saying, oh, you'll be okay, we're just normalizing mediocrity. And that's I don't stand for that. We still need to take the action. We can still be very kind to ourselves along the journey, but we have to start. Now, a quick summary of both of those again. The best way to think about those two things is taking action is about owning the present and the future. And the reframing is sort of about changing the changing how you see the past so that you can forge a better future so that's sort of a wrap up on two proven ways to be more confident i can personally attest to them and i'm sure you can i hope i've been able to give you a bit of insight into a, a few things that you might be able to implement it's a pretty broad podcast but um yeah i'd love to get your feedback in the comments below if you would like more podcasts like this and please do not be afraid to be critical and give me some things I can work on. Happy to take on board feedback because I'm trying to cater this podcast to you guys and give you guys as much value as I can. So yeah, thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.